0: Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live.
1: Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode.
2: One of my favorite things about the Porcupine Freedom Festival that just ended last week.
0: Wait, is this the rant? Sort of. Okay, go
2: ahead. Yeah. It's... It's the rant competition. Soapbox Idol is what they call it. And it's a lot of fun. It draws a huge crowd. This year it was absolutely packed in there. Every single seat was filled with someone and Uh then a bunch of people were standing in the back. Tom Woods and Jeffrey Tucker don't draw a crowd like that. But Soapbox Idol is so much fun because it's just a bunch of libertarians. And every libertarian here is capable of ranting about something, right?
0: Fact. Yeah. And in fact, they do just randomly walking by. Like, what is he... He's not even talking to anybody and he's ranting.
2: Yeah, they absolutely do that. And this is an opportunity for all of them to give out their best 3-minute rant, right? And for the past 2 or 3 years, I've been a judge of this thing. And it's really, really fun. It's unclear. Carla thinks that's Carla Garrick who's, you know, part of the Queen Quill as they call her. She thinks I've done it 3 years in a row. I think this is my second year. I don't recall though. Yeah. But anyway, I'm always the mean judge, right? The, the Simon Crowell, or whatever his name is, of the panel. <laughs> I mean, that's the way it works. That's, what that's what's entertaining. You have three judges, right? One of them is the straight guy who just plays things straight, just straight from the chest. Yep. And interestingly, the straight guy that we had this year was this totally gay dude, right? <laughs> I did not see that coming.
0: One of the bands I was in, we submitted a, uh, a single to be reviewed by Bubba the Love Sponge. Right. And his shtick is that he listens to a song. He'll play it on air and he'll stop it after 20 seconds of listening to it and give you a critique and it'll be a ripping critique. It won't be. He never goes on. He's like, Oh, this was a really great song. And I love the melody. None of that. It's always like, this song is crap. Your intro was too long. Right. And his, sure. It, that's his whole shtick. And so you have to sort of go into these things with that in mind.
2: It is very similar, now that you mention it, to like a slash roast me in Reddit. And yes. They're not asking to be roasted, but they are asking to come up there and be judged by their rant. You know, if you're not willing to be judged and have someone tell you that you did it poorly, then don't ask to be judged, I suppose, would be the way that I would put it. But that's, that's my little mini rant about the thing. And it wasn't even like a rant, <laughs> right? It was just a frustrating thing that happened. And I want that person to know... None of it was meant seriously. If I said something that offended you, and clearly I did, I'm sorry. None of it was meant seriously. And, uh, and I, I thought that was obvious to everyone at the time, like to the guy that I gave a two, yeah. two in order. So I thought it was obvious, but yeah. evidently not.
0: Well, and keep in mind, everybody, all the listeners out there, as Dave Chappelle once said, Twitter is not even a real place.
2: Now, this is a home repair company. Their mandatory daily Christian prayer sessions for its employees were becoming, quote, less tolerable for an atheist construction manager who refused to continue attending, resulting in his firing in North Carolina, federal officials said in a lawsuit.
0: So he did attend them for some period of time. Yes. Then Mm -hmm. was like, I've had enough of this crap. I'm out.
2: I can't say I blame him. You know, I have, you know, some amount of ability to to deal with Christians doing their thing. But. A daily Christian prayer? I I wouldn't be able to do that. But well, and, I also wouldn't, you know, work for a company that asked me to do it.
0: Well and you know, insert any other religion into that scenario, right? What if it was a daily satanic prayer? Or sure. what if it was a daily Jewish prayer? What if it was a daily Scientology prayer, you know, whatever religion you want to insert in here and then put yourself in that dude's shoes.
2: Well, this is an interesting take. His boss told him that he did not have to believe in God. He did not have to like the prayer meetings, but he had to participate before the worker was fired in the fall of 2020, according to a complaint filed by the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. This came out. This came after his pay was cut in half. So they're characterizing these as employee meetings where they just happened to pray.
0: They cut his pay in half, too? Like, was that part of the thing? Like, if you don't come to these things, we're going to cut your pay in half. That seems excessive.
2: It doesn't say why they Uh, cut his pay in half. Before the former construction manager refused to attend the meetings entirely, he had offered to attend portions of them, according to the EEOC. However, his boss said it would be in his best interest to attend the entirety of the sessions. And, you know, clearly that's the case. They fired the guy. The atheist worker's objections led to his pace pay getting cut, so evidently that was the reason, from $800 per week to $400 per week ahead of his firing. The agency's lawsuit is seeking to fine Aurora Pro Services for violating Title VII of the Civil Rights Act.
0: Like, I don't know if I would have even allowed the situation to get this far if I were this employee. I think that... If I took a job and maybe it was unbeknownst to me, maybe it wasn't even known that this was going to occur during the the, the day, Right. Uh, I think I would have either not taken the job or I would have just quit a lot sooner before letting it get to this type of situation. Now, does that mean that... You know, this corporation would have been, this business would have been, you know, allowed to sort of go on and being discriminatory, as it were, according in the eyes of the law, that kind of thing. Probably. But I also would have solved the problem that I had with it much earlier.
2: Certainly. I, I can't imagine why this atheist continued to work there. Surely he could have worked for some other home repair company or something like that. Uganda evidently has discovered large quantities of yeah.
0: gold. Quick. Somebody uh, invade Uganda. You know, change the regime over there, come up with some, because, I mean, I suspect that that may happen. I wouldn't uh, be surprised. The uh, The headline is from Bitcoin.com. Uganda claims exploration surveys discovered 31 million metric tons of gold.
2: Now, I, I'm curious about that. How does that stack up to the amount of gold, like in circulation right yeah, how now? How many in the metric world right tons now.
0: exist already that are known and, like, you know,
2: that are already into dug up? So right. to speak, it's got to be, it's got to be a lot.
0: I I don't know the answer to that one. I I wish I was more astute when it comes to the overall quantity of gold on planet Earth. So tell us more about this. Uh, it says during the last five years, the value of an ounce of fine gold has risen by forty-eight percent against the U.S. dollar. An ounce of gold spot market value tapped an all-time high this year at about 2,060 per unit. Today, an ounce of gold, they're just telling you about the pricing and stuff. On Wednesday, uh, Solomon Muyida, a spokesperson for the Ministry of Energy and Mineral Development, told Reuters that the country had found 31 million tons of gold ore by conducting a number of exploration surveys across the land.
2: I don't know how this is going to really affect the value of gold, but it'll be interesting to to watch all of this play out. And it'll be interesting to see what the U.S. government does in response to this. Yeah, I feel
0: like there's either going to be some sort of a uh, international spy movie made about this or perhaps another installment of something like an Indiana Jones movie.
2: Can you elaborate? Because I, I I'm not sure. Well, it's just because of
0: the discovery of gold, right? So it'll be tied to some you know other discovery, you know, or, or an archaeologist will have to step in and be like, oh, this this gold was originally discovered by the blah 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 tribe or whatever that kind of thing. Uh, yeah.
2: yeah, I think this is unmined gold for whatever that's worth. Oh yeah, that's true. But time will tell. Anyway. We talked about abortion a lot this week, and we're we're not going to really get into the issue of abortion here because plenty of people are fighting over that. We're
0: aborting abortion?
2: Yes, please, God, let's do it. There's another war between the states coming, according to NBC News, and it's (gasps) coming over abortion. That's the claim they're making.
0: Wait, so it's going to be California versus Texas?
2: More or less. I mean, those are the two big ones on each side, I suppose. I'm guessing, right? I, I look forward to it. If this is what causes the collapse of the United States, then let's get that ball rolling.
0: <laughs> it would be like, I, I would. it would be unbelievable if the issue of abortion is what sort of, you know, tipped it off.
2: The point of having this, quote, constitutional republic is that it's supposed to protect the minority from the tyranny of the majority. Okay. And it doesn't do that if if you have the the 20% of the population in this state that wants to have abortions legal, have that illegality of abortion pushed upon them by the 80%.
0: Well, and we're making a couple of assumptions here, too. We're assuming that uh, a civil war would be uh, divided by, what, conservatives and liberals? Yes. Is that that the assumption that That, we're making? This seems to
2: be the assumption, Yeah. Mm. I tend. I mean that that would be if abortion is the issue. It's going to come down to liberals and conservatives on that, and libertarians yeah. are just going to be up here in New Hampshire going, "This is stupid."
0: Why are well, people
2: fighting over this? I
0: also have to point out, as I and want to do, uh, the fact that the one of the biggest oxymorons ever to enter the English language, of course, civil war.
2: Yeah, because there's nothing civil about war, right? I think Not that at all. was. But it's not surprising. I mean, that's what they always say, right? Civil unrest, civil war, that sort of thing. But you're right. There's nothing civil about war. I tend to think that it should be illegal and that, you know, Texas has no right whatsoever to pursue people from going to Oklahoma to gamble because they don't do that right. I, I'm not going to... Fa- gambling's illegal, I think, here in New Hampshire. It's a, or let's say I live in Mississippi. where well, It's sure. not legal there if you live on a boat. Okay. Let's find some state where gambling is illegal. I'm sure it's some conservative state. Let's say I'm going to fly to Vegas and go, you know, spend ten grand at the casino or whatever. Yeah, they wouldn't dare prosecute me for you know breaking the law in Texas for right. going to Las Vegas in order to gamble. So they choose when and where to apply this. Right. Legal disputes between the states are not common, even over big social issues, apparently. And one example is cannabis. Legal right now in some states, illegal in others, but no other recent issue of dispute. And that's a good point. You know, would New Hampshire... Like, if I was traveling from Massachusetts to Maine, both of which are legal marijuana states, you could have as... I don't know as much, but let's say I've got, you know, an ounce of weed on me, which is a legal amount, I believe, in both states. But, you know, to get to Maine from Massachusetts... You, by definition, have to go through New Hampshire.
0: Yep, you uh, sure do.
2: Unless you take a boat. And I don't know if you can do that, but if you're driving there, you have to pass through New Hampshire. Yeah. Well, if you get pulled over, can the New Hampshire police seize your ounce of pot? I would think that any other issue, not any
0: other issue, but there are so many other issues that could tip off a civil war that I find it difficult to believe that this is going to be it that abortion is going to be it because it's such a not a duniya business issue right and we were talking before the break there that in my opinion right it's none of anybody's business there should be no laws regarding abortion Period.
2: Well, if I could, I see where people are coming from. If they genuinely believe that abortion is murder, then to them it's a law that outlaws murder and some states are allowing murder to take place. And it's not a view that I subscribe to, yeah. but I understand why, you know, people would be passionate about having a law that, you know, makes murder legal and, in some and, of these places because that's their view.
0: Right. And what I'm saying is that these people need to understand that just because your view is your view doesn't mean it's correct. And if you think it's correct, it doesn't mean it's correct for somebody else.
2: Excellent points. It, it, if, if they believe their view is correct, then it's on them to persuade the people who disagree with them. It's not on them to make a law forcing the other people to agree with them or to at least act like they agree with
0: them. Right, pointing the guns of government at people you disagree with.
2: It would be on them to you know exercise the art of persuasion. Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker a moderate Republican, signed an executive order Friday because that's how broken the government is, right? There's no piece of legislation here that they're talking about. It's just him making up law as he goes with a flick of a pen. Hey, Daily Digest listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So, I produce the Daily Digest. Democratic New York Governor Kathy Hochul signed legislation Monday that shields providers and patients from civil liability in connection with abortion-related claims from out-of-state. So if you fly from Texas to New York to have your abortion and someone in Texas tries to sue you for that, or they try to sue the abortion clinic, rather, those yeah. people would be protected. It's, it's a messy situation, and states are lining up their pieces a- antagonistically.
0: Can you imagine being extradited from one state within the United States to another state because of abortion?
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> to me, that's stupid. That's, it's just but, the most ridiculous thing. It is, but, I mean, that's that's the way that they're having to do it because they're convinced that Texas wants to pursue people who go out of state to have abortions, and, and they think that because Texas made a law that basically allows people in Texas to do exactly that.
0: You can't make laws against this kind of a thing and enforce them and have it go well. It's just not going to go well.
2: I think that's why they're arguing that this could lead to Civil War Part Two: electric boogaloo. Attorney General Matt Merrick Garland said Friday, I assume that's the U.S. Attorney General. It could be from New York. It's unclear how they wrote this article, though said Friday that states may not ban abortion drugs on the grounds that they are dangerous because the FDA has approved them.
0: I thought that this was interesting because the headline reads, the federal government's own study concluded that its ban on assault weapons did not reduce gun violence. So a lot of the, uh, the, the folks who are in support of more gun control by the goons of government generally will say something along the lines that, well, if we ban the assault-style rep- weapons, then it will reduce gun violence. Well, uh, the government did a study when it was, you know, said, hey, the assault weapons are banned. Well, and- I mean, most
2: of the gun violence that we see in the United States is caused by, you know, much smaller arms than, you know, an AR-15. Yeah. The All of these shootings that have been publicized this year, I think the Uvalde shooting involved a rifle, yeah. but it doesn't sound like it was an AR-15. Yeah. I don't remember the specifics now, but it makes sense to me that most gun violence is committed with a handgun. Because I think about people in Chicago, right? Yep. Which is the gun violence capital of the United States. Yep. And guns are the, banned. Yep. Yeah. It's <laughs> incidentally, where guns are banned, and that's where, you know they use handguns for this sort of thing that that's by far the most common nine millimeters i would imagine uh,
0: the article says uh, this do something this is a response and perhaps a natural one to a human tragedy or crisis we saw this response in the wake of 9-11 we saw it during the covid 19 pandemic and we're seeing it again following three mass shootings the over militarization of the police uh, has come to pass and it's just a fact of life right now in the united states
2: And it's not changing any time soon, so tell us more about what the federal government has learned in regard to this and how the, the the assault weapons bans don't actually do anything to lower gun violence.
0: Well, there's numerous problems with the proposals, starting with the sticky question of defining what an assault weapon is, of course. Assault rifles, which by definition are capable of selective fire, are already banned under the National Firearms Act of 1934. The vague phrase, assault weapon, is basically a tautology by definition. Any weapon can be used to assault someone and virtually useless. The term might be effective politically, but as the economist Thomas Sowell has pointed out, the guns politicians choose to define as assault weapons typically are no more dangerous than others that are not specified. We know this because the U.S. had a ban on assault weapons as recently as 2004. Something gun control supporters recently pointed out on Twitter. We had an assault weapons ban for 10 years, 1994 to 2004, said Dr. Joanne Freeman, a historian. I was sort of
2: surprised to hear that. I didn't remember that. I mean, I wasn't politically active then, but that is surprising to hear. Captain and I are joined here by Sean Grisham, Grissom, sorry. Yeah. Who you do uh, chuck wagon Sodas. And it's yes. one of my, like, you're the first vendor I stopped at every time I come here because you get a steel mug this year they weren't you didn't have well you did have the steel mugs but they were smaller smaller yeah
1: yeah. so we had our order got messed up and we got the large ten mugs which have a really awesome design on them they're kind of neat looking just the cup quality is not quite as good it's only it's really just that it's only good for cold stuff it's not good for hot and cold Mm. versus the uh, stainless steel mugs are good for either Hot yeah. or cold, and we still had those. They were just in the sixteen ounce instead of thirty-two ounce cup.
2: But it's by far the best deal here at the Porcupine Freena Festival. Uh, Twenty dollars for that steel mug, or in this year's case, the tin mug, mm-hmm. and you get you know unlimited refills of your delicious sodas. Yep. I've been meaning to ask because. I, I've inadvertently given up caffeine this week. I didn't really intend to. Is there caffeine in your There's version? not. They're
1: all caffeine-free, 100% cane sugar. There's no chemical carbonation. They're not like all organic, homemade sodas. They're not brewed. They are made from a syrup base, but it's. Uh, he tries to keep them all old-fashioned style. One gentleman makes all the sodas for me out of Reading, Pennsylvania.
2: Very awesome. I assumed there was no caffeine in them, yep. but I wasn't 100% sure, so I did want to verify that because, incidentally, I... Completely kicked caffeine throughout the last week and didn't really notice, I guess. But I cut down <laughs> caffeine significantly over the past few months, anyway. Yep. So, how was vending this year compared to previous years? I know you downscaled a lot, right?
1: I did. I downscaled massively. Uh, I had last year. I brought four food trucks and with uh, four people to run them, and it was chaos. I feel like the crowd was. A little more libertarian this year. We had a, a really heavy liberal presence last year. Did and we? The, well, I mean, just like the number of like Biden stickers I seen on cars and stuff like that yeah. last year, um, and then the advertising. I guess that Dennis had said he did was like a lot of left advertising trying to bring him in, thinking they could get some semi-like-mindedness. I felt like the crowd was a little more balanced this year, okay, for, towards libertarianism. Versus, it's
2: definitely possible to you know reach people on the left with the ideas of liberty. And yeah, there's that, a lot of crossover. Yeah, that's sort of one of the frustrating frustrating things i see a lot uh, in the free state project in particular is that there's a lot of crossover between libertarians and you know conservatives they they all agree on the ideas of small government and stuff like that but we also agree socially with a lot of the ideas of the democrats we just don't think government is the answer as they do but we can still reach them and their ideas just in a different way yep so it's good to see that it's good to see the porcupine festival doing well i'm looking forward to next year i mean knocking on wood and hoping that things go well in november Yep, and they're no longer you're no longer responsible for organizing all of the vendors, so, right?
1: Yeah, okay. I don't organize the vendors anymore. We don't like to, you know put them in their spots anymore, or do any of the as you were speaking of the deposit that he has to use for leave to show that they cleaned up after, or otherwise they're going to leave their deposit behind. So that you know, does leave a little bit of the issue that you were bringing up of every once in a while you find a little more trash than you should, or somebody doesn't throw their last trash bag out and just leave it in the site. There's a group of us that go around afterwards usually, and uh, that didn't get put together this year. So I've gone around and picked up all the stuff that was, like, people left behind, like, drinks that they just weren't taking with them mm-hmm. on their plane. Generally, we rent out one of the entire hotels mm-hmm. for the the volunteers and certain uh, people that are coming in, speakers and stuff like that. So we hold yeah. one of them entirely, no matter if we end up using it or not. To, okay. So sometimes we end up with rooms that never get used uh, because we're I just I did that holding- one
2: year. I would not recommend it. It's obscenely expensive. Yeah. And- I mean, especially during that particular week. I think I spent, like... $1,400, maybe, I think it was about $1,400 on the rooms for the two-week period. I mean, oh, it was wow. a two-week period.
1: I, I was going to say, I heard it was about 100 bucks a night, so yeah. it's not, I mean... For but then the room didn't get the, used, and it, that you know, sucked. <laughs> and the rooms are uh, not known for being, oh, you know, the, the nicest place to stay. But you're right on site, so there's a lot of convenience to it.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, it's a rustic ho- hotel room, right? Yep. I mean, it's it's a motel at a campground. You're not staying at, you know, like a, a fancy resort or anything like that. Here, yep. they, they did recently upgrade the television. It's not that I didn't even turn mine on, but they actually have flat screens this year, whereas last year I believe it was just the, the old, you know, 17 inch t- CRTVs that yeah. you know, weigh 150 pounds or whatever. <laughs> So it's been fun watching the Porcupine Freedom Festival here sort of decentralized. I know this year there, there were surprising things on the calendar that I didn't expect. I know in previous years they used the Huva app. I actually just got called by Huva I assume, because two years ago, I looked into using them for Fork Fest, and I went with Eventify instead because Eventify actually got back to me in a timely fashion, and Whova didn't Huva wouldn't even give me a price.
1: The last couple of years, there's been weddings before. So, like, the couple of days before, a lot of people are coming in early for the wedding. And so, you get a bigger crowd that way. Um, and then on top of that, there's just quite a few people that know, like, once Monday starts the chaos begins there's so many speeches, there's so much going on, they're selling, they're vending, there's so many people they want to see and talk to, they're not going to they're going to be non-stop. So having a couple of days of downtime to kind of get into the flow of it and have it build up for them instead of just walk into it is uh it's nice. That's one of the reasons I do it. I also go around and check all the sites, make sure we have power and stuff like that so that people aren't walking into sites that don't work especially in the especially in the vendor area specifically. Yeah. So, That's really cool of you. Uh, it's just, you know, we want to make it go as smooth as possible. I don't want to have to fix everybody's problem when they're showing up. <laughs> I want to fix the problem. Just, you know, What's that about an ounce simple. of
0: prevention? Something like it, that? Oh, I, yeah.
1: It-
2: so the porcupine freedom festival, it is officially over. From what I could tell, it, it sort of has calmed down a lot, right? Like, I remember a few years ago, there, there was a lot more usage of psychedelics. Like, people, you, you, you could tell that people were like openly on some sort of psychedelic. But this year, it, it seems to a sort of, I don't know if I use the word mature, but it, it seems to have shifted in a sort of a, a hangout drinking beer kind of thing Yep. versus the, the let's do a bunch of LSD and see what happens thing. I mean, there was a whole tent ago. set
1: up two years ago where people just like the you know MDMA or LSD tent where everybody's just like sitting around. There's some lights going on, some soft music.
2: Captain and I we're joined now by Terry Lupo. Uh you live here at Rogers, is that correct? That's right. I uh, I live here in the summertime
3: and then we snowbird down south currently to down to South Carolina. Hmm.
2: So what's it like like living here? I, I've I, always been curious about that. I,
3: so what? I've been coming to um, Rogers for so many years and I was like, Man, this is so beautiful. I walk out and it's like a postage stamp picture, you know. Like a um It and, is, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I really just love this energy. I would love to live here for the summer. And it's it's really nice and relaxing if you have kind of more of a permanent spot. You know, uh, like pork fest is a non-stressor to me. I don't really have to travel. I can set up. You know, it takes sure. a few days or whatever. But other than that, it's very simple, and I, I just love it. I love living up in uh, the North Country. So if you guys haven't checked it out, the North Country is really nice in the summer.
2: It is. It gets a little cold for my taste. I mean, it's June, uh, late June right now, so it's... the it's pretty yeah, warm it's here even at right night. It's perfect right now. But like even April, May, I mean, well even Keene gets chilly. We got lucky, man. Last summer was like
3: nuclear and <laughs> yeah. this summer has been really nice weather. Uh I couldn't ask for better weather for Pork Fest. And it's been really nice here. Even the rain wasn't a big deal the other day, so
2: yeah, it rained uh, very briefly, if I briefly. remember correctly. And most of that was while people were sleeping.
3: Yeah, so it's 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 a crapshoot because it's on the side of a mountain, but I, I love it. Uh, if you guys get a chance, it's a good way. If you're trying to put your foot in the water, you have there's so many people that are like, oh, I can't move to New Hampshire because the weather.
2: This year is the first year that I've been attending where they had a child do the soapbox idol thing. Uh, this was, I think he was wow. 13 years old, and that's nice. never happened wow. previously. This, never seen that. Yeah, this little 13-year-old kid gets up there and... You know, he he was nervous, visibly nervous, but there are adults who don't have the courage to stand on a stage full of people and talk into a microphone and this little kid did it. Incidentally, his name was Jefferson and he ended up winning because I mean, nah. you just can't give a bad score to a 13-year-old kid. He did talk about, you know, how COVID ruined his life and later on I guess I want a a 2 for even mentioning COVID, but I mean, you can't do that to a 13-year-old whose life was ruined by the government response to COVID-19. So I was like, okay, You got a fair point here. I got to give it to the kids. So he ended up winning. And I I think this was their first year at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Mm -hmm. But it's very clear that, you know, there, there is a new generation of libertarians on the way here. And the future is bright for those libertarians. Yeah,
3: it's really easy to get sucked into the darkness of all that's happened the last two years, but there is a silver lining that the people that didn't get sucked into that are stronger than ever together.
2: There are a lot of libertarians who sadly got sucked into that. Shockingly. Yeah. yeah.
3: Like people that I would never expect. It's like, you don't believe the government on any other thing, but some reason you believe them on this one thing. On this it's one like, thing. are we're... you out? I, So I'm a doctor, and it's mind-boggling to me, like the the fact that people just bought this without any any sort of research or hook, line, and sinker, just because it was uncomfortable or inconvenient.
0: You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live, and more all for free at freetalklive.com.